Thank you, family, for being a really, really cool and attentive and loving audience. So let's dig right into the Bible. Seven forty-one. Lamentations 3, verses 37 to 41. It makes a difference when you speak into the mic. Sorry. Okay, you get that. I need to hear somebody say, hey Amen, I'm there, word, let's go, something. <laughs> the word of God reads, who can speak and have it happen if the Lord has not decreed it? Is it, is it not from the mouth of the Most High that most calamities and good things come? Why should the living complain when punished for their sins? Let us examine our ways and test them, and let us return to the Lord. Okay, we talked about Lamentations being a book of grief, and repentance is a good thing. Because uh, you renew your mind to return to God's ways. So, number one, to glorify Him. That's what it's all about. And number two, to receive your blessings. But life is real, folks. Things happen, and it's very, very... Look, it's painful, but also our feelings are real. So, I am... Um, a clinical social worker, and I, I see a lot of stuff, hear a lot of stuff, so it's very hard to listen to a lot of uh, people's stuff that goes on, and their feelings are real. They're crying. You're crying with them. You're crying. Uh, things don't grieving periods last for the rest of your life, but thanks be to God, we have a way out, and that's the Lord Jesus. So. Like I said, when those things happen in our lives, and the cycling is, is by far what's going to get us through this. Yeah. If we let it. If we're open to it. But it's there for the taking. You know, I'm a clinical social worker. You know, I can't even mention discipleship. I mean, I do it without mentioning the word God. I just listen. We have to empathize with people. So, what happens when your life is rough and and your feelings are real and you better be a disciple because nothing but we, the real deal is nothing but we went through okay. Jesus compared to Jesus it's like and I don't say it's like a walk in the park because it's not mm -hmm. but we weren't we weren't martyred we didn't die on the cross we, didn't, we weren't turned upside down on the cross but our feelings are real. So now, now we got disciples. Sometimes, you know, I made a lot of mistakes, so you shouldn't complain. Like Jim Brown was saying, you know, don't complain. Don't be, be content. Don't be a malcontent. So, how do you navigate those waters? The Bible. Amen. Another biblical example is in 1 Corinthians 16 13. First Corinthians sixteen thirteen. Now Paul is in chains when he writes this. This is amazing. And 
And, and again, he made a decision to be joyful. I'm getting I'm not even going to ask if you are there because it's, it's, it's me that's there. <laughs> okay, First Corinthians 13. First Corinthians 16. I just want to make sure you're paying attention. First Corinthians 16. Okay, that's mine. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Do everything in love. Now, Paul's intent. He's encouraging people. This man, is, this brother, this apostle is encouraging the church in Corinth during his final days to be strong in the faith because tough times are coming. And there's four principles and Elaine and I are going to go through them um, right now. This is to encourage us how to be faithful in difficult times. The first point is be on your guard at all times. Be watchful, family. A jellyfish travels throughout the ocean at the mercy of the ocean currents. Sometimes we get sucked in or sucked in into the currents of life of the storms of life. And we get swallowed up and keep And we get swallowed up. Paul tells us we can't afford to do this if we're going to remain faithful to Jesus. Now, that's when that's sometimes when you sometimes when you're going through a grieving period or a tough period you know, you need that friend who's like knows when not to say something and knows when to say something. When Donna Marie died, you know, it's easy to say, for me, God's will be done. But you have to have people in your life that you're going to keep doing God's will. Okay. Some of us have lost loved ones. Some of us have illnesses. Some of us have lost children. What is a loved one? Lost jobs, houses, uh, family members. Um, but we're disciples of Jesus Christ. So, you're going to keep reading your Bible? Or God will understand, might be two days and two days. You're not saying this. Two days will be two weeks. Uh, he's, I don't feel like going to maybe I don't feel like going to church. God will understand. The answer is God won't understand. Yeah. Lewis Livingston, an elder in um, Jersey, came to my house. And he, you know, the first he said, "Are you okay?" And you know, he, we prayed. And, you know, sometimes you just need to hug somebody, hold somebody, cry somebody, just look at somebody. You don't have to say much. So people, you know, but I didn't need that. I just need people around me. John Bean, uh, who was leading Staten Island at the time, after a while, he said, you know, when. Have you been reading your Bible? And you know, he was cool, he was loving, he didn't say, have you been? He said, have you been reading your Bible? And I said, yeah, sometimes. He looked at me and he said, you know, you're not going to stay still. You're either going to go, you're going to go regress, or you just 
situation of progress and, and serve people who've gone through it. But you're not going to stay still. And those are the type of people you, live, you need in your life. Second point, root yourselves in the gospel. You got to read your Bible. Um, I would dare say every day. You know, like sometimes, well, you know, we got to get past that 2003 mentality like Kaim said. No, you need to read your Bibles every day. You need to pray every day. Now, I'm not going to say when, because I sometimes get up late, the, the alarm clock rings. Oh, man, so, no, that seems, you know, you could, I'll read later. No, I'm not read later. The game may be on, I'm studying for a test, or you read for five minutes, but, no, you need to, you need to pray every day. And that's your decision. What time, but you have to get something out of it. And share what you prayed about, what you read about, to uh, your good friend. Because this, you know, what you've gone through might motivate somebody else. It's very, very important. Um, because another reason why it's good to uh, read every day and talk to each other sometimes you get in a, a spiritual funk you'll say well you know damn this is unfair you know why this and why that I deserve a husband I deserve a wife I deserve a better job I deserve a house why this happened to me kind of said sometimes he prayed that you know, he didn't say, it was, kind of, it was kind of funny, but he said he didn't pray about uh, the other kids in his classes in church. He said, man, some other moms are doing some other stuff to the kids. Why have, why my mom had to die? So you're standing there like, okay, the Bible says, no, that's not the way it goes. So that's why it's, in, that's why it's good to be in the Bible, because um, we're not entitled to a lot of stuff. We're entitled to, well, we're deserving. We're deserving of um, God just saying, okay, I'm just, you don't deserve this. What you deserve is my wrath. But God forgives us. And that's why you need to be in the gospel. Point number three. Is we're going to talk about fear. When Kion was in, um, I'm going to give you some scriptures in a second. When Kion was in the hospital, you know, I, I, I had a, I, I was able to financially stop working and visit him every day in the hospital. So, like I said, I am a clinical social worker. I've actually seen people descend into insanity. Um, I've seen people, well, commit suicide, attempt to commit suicide. So every day, that was my fear. I wasn't worried about me. I had a good run, you know, God wants to take me out. But I never complained, but I should have been taken out a long time, but some of the stuff I did. And this is not, this is not the class to let you know what I did. <laughs> some of you know, but this is not the class. But God could have, God could have taken me out. But I always prayed that God used me to get other people, you know, use my social work skills to help people out, help people and their families. But for your children, when they go through it, you go through it. You know, when Kayla was, Kayla's 24, like, she was, and even Kime, Kayla's 24, she had the cancerous tumor removed, everything's fine. Kime says, I'm struggling. He calls up and says, I'm struggling. I said, you know, like, you know, I'm a, you, when you go home, the, the clients, okay, it's over. But when your kids are stressed, you're stressed. 
So every day I would pray. There's a song from, I'm not going to sing. I was thinking about singing, but I'm not singing. There's a song from the play Les Miserables, and it talks about, um, he's just a boy, let him live. And I used, to, I, used to sing, I used to sing that song. He's just a boy, let him live, please God. And amen, he's fine. But that was my fear. And so here's some other scriptures because to encourage us. Because we're fearful. Those are feelings. 2 Timothy 1.7 reads, So God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Psalm 23 verse 7 reads, Though an army encamps against me, my heart shall, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. Joshua 1.9 reads, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God will be wherever you go. Is it, did I say Joshua? I didn't say Joshua. Okay, so Joshua 1. And it is all the scriptures um, that you're familiar with that you can use. So, don't be fearful. Uh, courage, facing your fear is courageous, actually. And Colbert, who's a military man, he'll attest to that. The fourth principle is to be strong. Believe that victory is your only option. Truth is, good and bad things happen in life. The highest truth is that no losing in God's kingdom. Say amen if you believe that, family. Now, Elaine is going to share about a fear she had in her walk with God. Do need that. <laughs> okay. Um, I've been asked this year about a fearful time, and um, like I said, I got baptized in uh, 1992 in Brooklyn, and um, and uh, it came about that I had to, I would have to move, and I wasn't sure of where I was moving, but I kind of felt like I was going to end up and be moving to the Bronx. And it was very scary. But again, I went just like I went to the, to the mixer with like, I'm going to be used. I am ready for this fellowship. This is going to be great. I get there. And uh, it was different. It was different. I actually, when I went, I said, put me in the most difficult Bible talk you have. Okay. That'll get you. Do you think I was excited? I was very excited. So I said, put me wherever you need me, wherever there's a, you know, a spot that you know, is difficult, just put me there. And uh, Amaryllis Mercado put me in a couple of them. <laughs> and uh, I became very afraid and very fearful because I forgot and again it made it about me I forgot about God and his purpose to the point it took me a couple of years to get back to where I needed to be 
over this fear of, you know, oh, wow, maybe I made the wrong mistake. Even though God opened up all the doors for me to make the move, I had no money. I got this money from my dad who had been dead like over 20 years at the right time, you know, and I everything came into place. But then I began to doubt God, and I became fearful. I became so fearful to the point that I, was, I, I ended up leading a talk, and then I said, okay, i got to step down. 2003 came, and instead of fighting through what was going on and, 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 ta- and accepting the, the plan that God had, I decided, well, I'm backing up. But my, my fear paralyzed me. It really made me unproductive for God. It made me doubt all of those years from 92 to 2001 of what he had done and what he was giving me making me able to do to glorify him so fear can paralyze us and in redirecting my focus one of the things that I'm making sure of um, you know it was really good to have to do this is to look at because fear comes into our lives in different areas and if we don't talk about it it's not going to change we, we just go like oh okay and if we don't talk about it to figure out how we can overcome it it'll be the thing that paralyzes us and makes us ineffective for God. So for me, um, that was a fearful time, and I'm making sure that I stay open with my life so that I will not fall into those spots. Another wonderful thing about fear, I don't like flying. I don't like flying at all. Never like flying. When I was in the world, I would go to the airport and find the... Um, try to find the bar to get a drink so that I can get on the plane and be okay. Became a disciple. That was not an option for me. <laughs> so now I had white knuckles as they take off as I recite the Lord's Prayer, which I still do. Of course, you can't be too safe. And um, But there was something I always wanted to do, and that was the skydive. So, absolutely makes no sense. The thing that motivated me to want to do this was when President Bush, the older, did it at 80. And I was like, yo, if he can do it, I can do it. I was at a retreat, sitting at a table for lunch or dinner with a sister. And we, you know, when you talk, you talk about things that you want to do. You got like a bucket list. I remember that movie, A Bucket List. And I started making a bucket list. And another sister was sitting there. She says, I want to do the same thing. I said, great. She says, I'm going to do it for my umpteenth birthday. I'm like, great. Let me know. Well, I forgot about it. <laughs> I get a call around the time of her birthday. And she says, oh, are you available this weekend? I'm like, the, the date? I said, yeah. She said, okay, this is when we're going. This is where we're going. Um, this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, Okay, because then I remembered, you know, you said you wanted to do this. So we're riding up there, and she has a, her daughter was with her, and her, she has a will, uh, you know, like a thing, and I, I ain't got nothing. I'm, I'm just flying by the seat of my pants, but I'm committed to doing this. You know, your scripture, your yes be yes, your no be no, your yes be yes, your no be no. So I took a piece of paper, and I wrote out some things. I gave a telephone number to of a couple of people. That if I should not land in one piece, that they should make these phone calls. And, um, you know, so anyway, we get there and uh, they harness us. And once you're harnessed, you feel like you're going. Yeah. <laughs> There's like no other place to go. 
Then they get you to the plane is coming in, and I'm like, what in the world is that? That's like a half a quarter of a what? I'm going to get in that, and the propellers are going, and people are excited, and I'm going, all right, I'm committed. We get in the plane, and um, it's a very small plane. I'm going to make this short. It's a very small plane. There is no room. You see in the movies, people are going like, oh, I don't want to run, I don't want to jump. There ain't no place to go. Not you ain't going to jump. You're going. You get in the plane and the people are lined up. There's no room. There's nothing. It's not like a luxury liner. It is a, a matter of fact, it's not even a seat. It's, a be- it's like a bench that you straddle. You don't even sit. You straddle it. And I was the first person in the front, but I didn't think about that at that point. <laughs> All these other people sitting in the front, and those were the free fall that would throw by themselves. I was harnessed to a gentleman. He was behind me. So, okay, I can't even back up. <laughs> and then we're going up, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is not too bad. I could see people. I could see little spots. Then all of a sudden, it was nothing but, you didn't even see the tree definition. And I'm like, aren't we there yet? <laughs> we ain't up there yet. And he's got this thing, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh my gosh, God, you have, I prayed, I prayed, I had a quiet time. I'm ready, I'm ready, and I'm ready. And so finally we get up to the the distance, and there's literally nothing that you could see except maybe squares. And the people, the, the door opens, and all these people that are in the front jump out with their gold cameras on, and, and I'm thinking, oh, how wonderful. That's when I realized that I'm the first jumper. You understand? I'm even shaking now thinking about it. I'm like, I'm the first jumper. And you don't walk straight. You don't walk up like this, like, yeah, I'm getting out the plane. You walk like this because you are happy. You're attached to a person. <laughs> You're walking like this to the door. You can't even straighten up and go like, yo. There's no room to really back up because he's behind you. And then he says, okay, we're going to step out. And I'm like, oh, Don't open your mouth because if you scream, the air's going to come in because we're doing a free fall and you can choke. So I have to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I'm just saying. We get out there, and uh, then I'm told to keep my hands up, my feet up, so they're taking pictures. Because, of course, if you do that, you got to pay for the picture package. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. It is the most exhilarating, faith-building thing I have ever done in my whole entire life. And if anybody in here is considering it, I just want to let you know that when you land, you do not land on your feet. You slide in on your rear. So there is no injury of a broken ankle, broken leg, broken back. It is the easiest ride in the world. Did you do it again? I would do it again. Okay, if someone told me um, I had to free fall, I'm afraid to ice skate. I'm free fall. It's only for a little while. It's definitely been deuces. Yeah, most. No. Amen.
Okay, I mean, I've heard that story before, it still shakes me up. Okay, we've running out of time, but 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Second Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse five. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you. Amen. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. I don't even. I don't even. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Mm. Unless, of course, you fail the test. And I trust that you will discover that we have not failed the test. Now we pray to God that you will do. You will not do anything wrong. Not so that people will see that you have stood the test, but so that you will do what is right, even though we may seem to have failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. We are glad whenever we are weak, for you are strong. And our prayer is that you may be fully restored. I'm not talking about falling away. I'm talking about being, you know, if you're first baptized, and you get in the water, and you know, some of us a long time ago, but you feel like you could do anything. And I do mean anything. And also it's like, you get disappointed. It's like, that's not supposed to happen. I'm supposed to get that great job, get that great spouse, get that car, career. And it's like, you know, you're not naive. At least you are. Mm-hmm. But you learn and you persevere, you taught, and then you get, okay, this is the, 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 the kingdom of God is the best decision I'm going to make being baptized. It's the toughest decision. It's also the greatest decision. Amen. Mm-hmm. And then life stuff happens, and you say, oh, man, this is really tough. And then you say, that's, that's, the, that's the restore. You always restore. You never arrive. Mm-hmm. So God says, it's over. It ain't over. So that's the, rest, that's the restoration I'm talking about. And for those who, um, I'm not saying anyone in here, but I know some people who have stopped coming to church, you don't forget what you learn. That's right. You know, it, it stays in there. And scientifically, it stays in there. You may not want to remember, but you can't forget it. And so it's up to you to make a decision. Am I going to do this? Or am I going to be in the world? There's really no answer to go. There are no answers out there. So that's the rest of it. That's why it's good to be tested. It's good to be tested because you don't get dull. It's never a dull moment. So I have one more scripture I want to read before we let you go. We're going to pray. Don't forget to pray. That's why it's good to have disciples. I'm just teasing. And we have parting gifts for you as well. Be ready. It's not what you think. But it'll keep you spiritually, your fervor spiritually. Amen. This is really cool, guys. Lamentations, verse 3. No, I'm sorry. Lamentations, chapter 3. 
The Lamentations of my Bible is on page 1590. That's how I remember it. Because let's face it, we, we should go to the Old Testament more. And we talk about grief. So we sort of skip over Lamentations, but it's there for a reason. Amen? Because we don't remember, we're going to forget. Lamentations chapter 3 verses 22 to 25 Because of the Lord's great love we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. I'm not finished but just stop there. Because of the Lord's great love we are not consumed. No matter what we've gone through we are not consumed by it. There's always a way out spiritually. Amen. I'm, I'm, it's a glasses. They are new every morning, great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the ones who seek him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Amen. So I just want to encourage everybody. Um, I, when we, not when I, Titus talking about me, when we, family, go right. through situations, God's will be done. But that's the most important thing. Not Wayne's will. Not in Wayne's will. Not in Anita's will. I'm going to say Anita and Wayne together. Not in Anita's will. Not Laverne's will. God's will be done. So how do we do that? Every day. I pray that every day. Because if you try and set it once a week, once a month, once a year, it's not going to work. Every day. Um... All we have is God. And, on the cheerful side, that's all we need. That's right. So, we're going to um, pray and pass out some evaluations. I have a comment about the evaluations. But I just want to thank everybody for your attentive heart, Amen. your openness, your encouragement. We are here to encourage you. We are here to be mentored by you. Right. We're here to be there for you. We're here to be there for each other. To God be the glory. Have a great rest of the retreat. And we love you guys tremendously. Thank you, family. Amen.